žalovat na vystavku novie ubeditelnie slova. I teper Scott Jones i Bill Borer. Welcome back to New Persuasive Words and let me just say I'm Scott Jones as always. And I'm Comrade Bor. And that voiceover you heard, the Russian segment was done by my lovely wife, Lindy Jones, who's becoming a, a part of the team here in an effort to reach out to who maybe our new benefactors or masters, our Russian uh, comrades. So we want to say that you can enjoy our show as well. Uh, we, uh, we kid you Russians. We kid you. But, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, given how things are playing out, we figured we, uh, we, maybe, uh, we, we maybe we need a Russian reset. <laughs> right. And we, could, and we could tell you uh, how Lindy learn Russian, but then we'd have to kill you. Yeah, so she, she did reside in Moscow for two years. Right, so we won't get into that. Uh, uh, but I'm very, I never I never walk out of your house with my back turned to a No, her. you should never, neither do I. You always, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's by the way, this policy. is a special report. And can I just, I want to rant a bit. You know, there used to be, uh, and again, a kid who grew up as a young child seeing special report come on and then some horrible assassination. I'm still a little sensitive to when you hear Breaking news or special report? Well, I can't remember which thing because there's so many things. But you know, last week with Blitz, Blitzer, or Blitzer, how do you put Blitzer? With Wolf, Wolf Blitzer, yeah, uh, the former. Uh, <laughs> he was a U-boat commander formerly. He was? He, no. I was saying, he, yeah, wait, I was no, that's saying, a long time. Doesn't yeah, he look like, like he looks like a U U-boat commander from a World War II film? He looks like he could be like an officer in um, Hunt for Red October. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, you know, Wolf, the Wolf. Any rate. Uh, they were talking about breaking news, and then something else happened while they were talking about breaking news. But the breaking news had happened the day before, and then he goes, "Now we have extra breaking news." Now, <laughs> see, I just think we should save special report breaking news for things that are like it should be a really, really big tweet. It should be no things like the world's going to end, meteorites coming, something really bad, because I think it creates. This level of it is this is artificial. Uh, everybody's yelling. There is there is no nuance. No, there's not much nuance. And we were gonna we were gonna we almost came on last night, but we're at, we're coming on today this morning. Let's be honest, I fell asleep. Bill I fell asleep. <laughs> I, I know I sexy and calling. Bill, like, where is Bill? Uh, so we're this is our we feel like going to do our own news analysis here with the the late breaking events of of well you know if Brian Williams last night had a montage of Donald Trump on TV. All the clips. Classified information. Let's talk about classified. You know what that is? I mean, Hillary was sharing things that are like beyond classification of classified. And it's disqualifying. And in my administration, we will crack down 
on the release of classified information. And it had all of these like clips from the campaign. So by crackdown, if that means the only person that's going to reveal it is, is the commander in chief, well, that may be how we need to interpret it. Yeah, it's process. very problematic. I think one of the things, too, I mean, we don't care what's going on in the rest of the world anyway, but there's like some really important and tragic things happening in the rest of the world. Uh, satellite footage looks like that uh, Syria and a Syrian prison is they have the crematoriums going and they're burning bodies. So uh, there's a thinking that they're killing political prisoners and uh, destroying the evidence that they've done that. Okay, that's that's you know, that's happening. This is 2017, folks, and that's happening. Over the last week, a prize-winning journalist in Mexico was killed by the cartels, it's assumed. And the mother, who was the leader of, you know, uh, parents of children who had been killed during the tragedies in Mexico, was executed last week as well in a hit. So there's really incredibly bad things going on. And I also... You know what? I am guilty as anyone else who doesn't like Donald Trump of being caught up in the, you know, just the fear. You're, you're probably more guilty than many. But All right. Just, thank you. Thank you for being my conscience just, over there. Just, just kidding. But, um, the, you know, this, I think, um, is, is, you know, we're getting more and more evidence that things are horribly wrong in the White House. And people could very well die from what he did yesterday. I mean, people somewhere in the world could very well die. Our allies are going to stop sharing stuff with us um, because of fear of this kind of thing. And um, again, it just shows that his utter lack of sense of gravity, a sense of proportionality, sense of what's proper, his being enamored with trying to show off to despots and uh, power figures, it's just... uh, and and on top of this, and again, if you're a Republican or if you're someone who supports him, uh, and again, if you're a Republican, support him. You're supporting a, you're not supporting a Republican. He's not a Republican. But at any rate, uh, look what he does to his own people. I mean, look at you know, I mean, we all make fun of Sean Spicer, but I mean, what a horrible position that this man's put in. Yeah, and Spicer is a career public servant. He's, a, he's in the Navy and he's been in Washington for a long time. Whether or not you like it, it, people's politics on either side, I mean, there are people that dedicate their lives to public service yeah. and, and really try to do what they do with integrity. And he was a guy that built a reputation in D.C. over the years as a credible, decent human being. Yeah, and a good public servant. And now now that he is, he is tr- Trump has just, it's like Ghostbuster. I've been well, slimed. You know, he's been slimed. Well, well, let's think of the decent people. Now, that, I don't think... Flint- and McMaster too. McMaster, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I was. I mean, I had I had problems with what the FBI director did, Coney did, but, but overall, good, a good guy. Uh, I, well, no, seemingly, they call him a Boy Scout. Yeah, I mean, he was seemingly a very another Republican. Yeah. yeah. So, should we go over the details? Uh, yeah. The, basically, the Washington Post sixteen hours ago posted a story, and the New York Times confirmed and the New York Times confirmed it, and other sources are as well that Trump in the meeting with the Russian foreign minister and the ambassador. To which only Russian photographers were allowed. <laughs> and who knows what kind of surveillance devices they had in those cameras. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, Trump basically, uh, revealed a, revealed that there, he revealed a terror plot, an ISIS terror plot, and revealed the city it happened, it occurred, that it was being plotted in, involving laptops to, like, de- building basically explosive devices in laptops. Which we, which we kind of, kind of could figure out that they, they, there was intel about that because across the world, airlines were starting to say you can't take laptops. Right. Anymore. 
So, and basically how the Washington Post has it is that, and this is again from an insider who apparently was in the room or, or you know, an aide or something. I don't know who, it, it sounded like a pretty well-sourced story. And he was like, I get the greatest intelligence, just great intel. I get great intel. And then he said, you know, he revealed this this plot and where they found, where they got the intel. Now, not, he did not, it's funny because McMaster came out and did a non-denial denial. Right, said, and, and just break that down because that's really important. What is the nature of a non-denial denial? So basically, McMaster, a couple hours after, Trump's like, we got to get McMaster, get some, one of the generals, one of the generals, I'm sure. And so he gets out and says, I was in the room. Uh, what was reported is not true. Donald Trump did not, uh, did, well, he first said that Donald, President Trump did not reveal sources or intelligence sources or methods. And so now it's funny because the Washington Post didn't allege that he did that because sources and methods would be like, hey, here's this terrorist plot. That's intelligence, right? That's class. This terrorist plot is happening in this city. That's code word classified material. You've revealed it. Now, sources and methods would be like an addendum to it. You've already revealed code word classified information. Then if you said we got it from the Israelis through a plant in ISIS or through a, a sort of surveillance thing in the broadband or something. So sources and methods would be... Now, if the Russians are... I, I think it's fair to say, right? We, they're pretty good at this shit. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Americans, okay? And that was in the 80s. They've gotten only better. They've only gotten better. So, you know, basically, when, when the, 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 what some experts are saying is based on what he told them, it's probably not that hard to figure out the sources and the methods. And it looks like it could be human intelligence. And probably people are losing their lives. Because if you're ISIS in that city, and the Washington Post, for journalistic integrity, thank God, held the city. Right. Uh, but the Russians, you know, the, these are not, I mean, what people don't realize. Well, the, the Washington Post showed more prudence than the president of the United States. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And now the Russians, okay, who may have, le- who knows, the Russians may have leaked. Who knows? But the Russians, we're fighting ISIS in Syria. They are aiding, or we're fighting. We're and they're aiding the. Re, uh, they're fighting the rebels that are destabilizing Assad, who are who are also against ISIS. So there, our interests are directly opposed in this in this region, uh, in this part of the world. And people, if I'm ISIS, right, you're probably killing people that you think that right. that are wifty that you might not trust, in order to eliminate a possible source of human intelligence. Right. The, uh, ISIS doesn't seem to use a lot of discretion to whom they kill anyway. Yeah, so right. It's not really a – there's not really – With whom they kill. Yeah. yeah, there's misdemeanors and death. Yeah. Misdemeanors yeah. like being a woman. <laughs> or you – yeah, yeah. And, 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 and death is everything else. Uh, yeah, so I mean – so basically that non-denial denial, nothing he said contradicted anything that the Washington Post – Alleged, again, corroborated by, other, corroborated by other sources. So, again, here's another person who has a sterling reputation who went out and basically was somewhat – and then the thing – then after he does it, Trump t- uh, later says, I can reveal whatever I want. I can talk about whatever I want. Yeah, McMaster, I can have as yeah. much ice cream as I want, <laughs> chocolate cake. So, basically, after McMaster goes and does this awkward non-denial denial and puts his – tarnishes his reputation a little bit, Donald Trump says, I did it anyway and I can do whatever I want. Yeah, he said, I have absolute discretion. Now, which is true. Now, here's he the tricky. discretion. But here's, not- well, here's the tricky thing, right? Because yeah. because he does, as the president, have final say over what's classified and what's declassified. Now, normally, the president it's a, he's the last sign off on a bureaucratic process. Right, right. But because there's no constitutional mechanisms for this, I mean, it's just part of the executive branch. Technically, I don't know. Did he just declassify something? 
you know, is it a de facto declassification? It's a weird. No, keep in mind, he didn't know any of this. But to right. so, somebody just said to him, you, well, you do have, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact he used, I have absolute, that's, that may, that word absolute is problematic. He does not have absolute. I mean, because if he, de, if he acts in a way that's contrary to the interest of the United States government or puts the United States government at risk, then he's liable for that. Well, you could say, you could argue that he violated the, his oath of office, but, you know, but... The problem is that's congressional. Like this is this is right. there's no. I mean, Dershowitz was saying you know there's no criminal right. there's action no crim- here because again he as yeah. the president anybody else that did this uh, would go to jail. But because he's the president, and it's interesting because Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, was on MSNBC's morning Joe, and he was saying he's on the intelligence. Who, who, by the way, has been a Democrat who has been friendly. Right. He's tried to give the president a chance. Yeah, right. He said, "Look, I'm on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Um, there are." You know, the members of the committee and then the Senate leadership, right? Like, so there are 18 senators that are allowed to have this kind of information. The other 81 senators, if they come to me and say, Joe, can I know about this? He's, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it with my staff. So, so what Donald Trump has revealed to people, the Russians, are things that Joe Manchin would go to jail if he told another senator or that, was not, the, that was not on the, the leadership or in the intelligence committee. Or, not, maybe, or not, if not go to jail, at least be kicked off the committee and censored and things like that. Code word clearance, you'd probably, I mean, could, you could. Code word clearance is about as high as it well, gets. Well, that was part of the whole debate why, what Hillary Clinton had done, you know, that lesser people had gone to jail for lesser things. Absolutely. But this is, I mean, what Trump has done as president is set in such a different league. Uh, and again, I was critical. Matter of fact, you, you can go back and check the archives. When the whole email thing came out of Hillary Clinton, I said she should she should quit and let's get Bernie or let's get yeah. And this is that, that, that pales in comparison. This I mean, pales this is, in comparison. To this. Uh, that pale, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is people like you said. No one's gonna. No one died over that, but people could die from this. Oh, easily. And also, here's the thing that it, that it puts us where it puts us at risk. Now, let's say it's Israel. Who do, who, Saudi, who, do, who knows who gave us this intelligence? Right. But part of the the way or the Jordanians or the Jordanians, yeah. Who, part of the way we're kept safe, right, is that we have intelligence exchanges with allies, and sometimes even with countries that are an ambiguous relationship. But we have a mutual. Yeah, country, right, we share we, have, we share certain things with the Russians and China. Right. I mean, I'm sure with like, for instance, on North Korea, there is some information sure, being shared right now. Sure. Yes. Yeah, but what happens is there's this kind of that sacred trust is built on the notion that we're going to guard it and we're going to safeguard the intelligence that's shared with us and and they us and they you know they with our intelligence now what now if you're the israelis or the jordanians or whatever and and you're thinking okay we have some we don't like isis we'd like to see him defeated but donald trump here you know is just talking about oh, i get great intel i want to impress the russians i like to impress autocrats yeah. and they're like well what if this winds up in the hands of the iranians cuz the russians are a friend to iran Okay, maybe we just stop sharing intelligence. Right. You know, right. so that really, I mean, this actually puts us at risk. Physically, it, yeah. it puts Americans at risk. This kind of, oh, I'm going to garrulous home, you know, kind of bullshitting with the boys, Russia, right, huge. I mean, this is really serious. Yeah, it is very serious. And, you know, I, again, it was troubling for me last week when they were talking, they were interviewing different Trump supporters. And one Trump supporter said, you know, let's get off the Russian thing. I don't care if he collaborated with the Russians. Now, that phrase, that's that's really problematic. Um, and now, whether or not he did or not, I, I don't I, – I, I have no knowledge of that. I, and I'm not, you know, not going to conjecture about that. But um, the fact that he's unfit for the office and the fact that that puts, you know, Americans at risk, puts our allies, puts our soldiers at risk. I mean, the fact is, I mean, he's the commander-in-chief. And people that 
are intelligent and listen to their generals and listen to the best people get soldiers killed all the time, you know, so I'm, and innocent people killed all the time. I'm, I just think um, – I don't think we have uh, the leadership in Congress to do the right thing, but something, something needs to be done. And I think that we need to stop kind of looking this at this as through partisan lenses. And, you know, there needs to be – I mean, people kept saying, when is there going to be someone who steps up as a profile in courage? Did you uh, – Hear the junior senator from Nebraska today. Um, I just lost his name. Bianca. See, uh, say, yeah, and he just wrote a book. He wrote a book, and uh, yeah. he, and he, you know, now he's a conservative. He has one of the most conservative voting records in Congress. But he speaks out when the president does things that's unpresidential or wrong. He speaks out. He seems like a bright guy, and he seems like a good person. Yeah. And so, I mean, to me, uh, regardless of where I lean politically, um, you know, I respect states, men, states, people, and people that are willing to do. What's right and good for this country. Uh, that's what saved us during the Nixon years. Um, there were statesmen on both sides of the aisle who worked together and um, you know, saved the country from a constitutional crisis. Uh, I know it's a very different age. We are in many ways less than. Uh, it's hard to believe that. But when it comes to people in Congress, the statue, I mean, uh, it's so much less than it was in 1973 and 74. But nonetheless, you've been elected and you need to lead this democracy. Well, Joe Scarborough used the phrase, too, of Trump, and then they used it of several people in both parties. A lot of that Everybody are political day traders. You yeah. know, they're, they're yeah. kind of, they just live for the next political cycle, the next news cycle, the next polling cycle. The next, and so there's nobody that's communicating big picture vision for the common good of, of the United States. I mean, there's just, it's just this sort of, sort of petty kind of stuff. And the other thing that comes to mind, I mean, when you were saying about Donald Trump, I mean, there's a guy who I'm trying to get on give and take. I think it'll, I'm hoping it'll be in the next day or two. Um, he just named, his name is Tom Nichols and he I think teaches Annapolis. He's worked for a Senator. Mm -hmm. He's a Russian expert and mm -hmm. a national security expert. And he wrote a great book called the death of expertise hmm. and how people, and he's, you know, how people just don't trust experts anymore. And he, he talks in his book about the vaccine, anti-vaccination right. movement. And, and he talks about how, how basically you, even the news, you can just switch a different channel. You can Google what you want to find. And he says, you know, this is the problem. Donald Trump's entire campaign was predicated against expertise. I know more than the generals. I watch right. the shows and people kind of were drawn to that for some reason. And he, he said, you know, really, if we're going to find our way back to relative health as a nation, we need to learn the value of experts. Right. right and, yeah. and, and again, that doesn't mean you're a non-thinking person. When you're, whatever your doctor tells you, it's not that you don't ask critical questions or sometimes get a second opinion or things like that. But we, we, we need to realize that in a diverse society that's, that's complex, we need experts. Yeah. And, 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 and we shouldn't demonize experts that spend their whole lives Doing these things, you know, I remember Howard Stern interviewing Zachary Quinto, who's a great actor, and he did an oratorio program at CMU. He's like, would you do that again? He's like, I don't know. He's kind of – because now people just make it from YouTube. He's like, it's almost kind of – you know, the way we discover talent, right. it almost like minimizes – uh, the, the the massive accomplishment is to be in a, a dramatic oratorial program like CMU. And I worry the same thing. That it's just people are just going to stop studying hard things because we, we demonize them and we make fun of experts and we say, you know, like, oh, we can just, you know, you're shooting from the hip is, is the way to go. No, the world's a pretty complex place. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think and I blame it begins when we give people trophies for participation. Yeah, Maybe, in other words, yeah. we, we, you know, in other words, we celebrate mediocrity, uh, or not, yeah, or you don't, you don't realize that sometimes there are people better than you. And also we reward, you know, we reward excellence. Uh, you know, one of the other things I think that bothers me, and I didn't have time to read it, but I, I'm going to go back and read it. But, you know, 
Donald Trump, in many ways, is a cultural aberration. Okay, it's it's he is the manifestation of lots of different forces that were building up, and plenty's been written about that. So he's not a politician. Uh, and I think George Will said, well, we did an experiment. <laughs> hey, we're seeing what it happens. happens when you put someone with no experience in the government. But uh, what said said that actually Mark, uh, Mike Pence is more of what's wrong with Washington, represents more what's wrong with Washington than Donald Trump, because Mike Pence is out there lying for him. Um, and I, I just want if Mike Pence, I'm sure he listens. Uh, <laughs> Romans 13 does not mean you have to lie for the president. And, and again, if you're going to be take the Bible literally, then you need to take that stuff about poor, the poor literally as well. But this idea of, I wonder how much of it is a function of his kind of, that kind of Christianity comes out of it's really authoritarian, his old approach about women and things like that. I, I just think in terms of his blind allegiance to someone who probably doesn't even respect him when it comes down to it, uh, who's using him, um, I mean, at some point, you know, you need to, if, you know, if you say you've based your public life on integrity and you won't, you know, because of your commitment to integrity, you won't be alone with another woman. Okay. People ridiculed that, but I respect the intent behind that. And for God's sake, stand up to an autocrat who may be destroying our country. Yeah. An autocrat who doesn't have an idea of, of how to of what he's doing i mean it's basic i mean one of the things that you know when, when he told that story that comey you know wanted to have it comey wanted to have a dinner to see if he was going to stay on well if trump was a knowledgeable person he'd know that the reason why they have 10-year terms is so they don't we've only had no, one I mean, fbi yeah, director he has no grasp of that. we've only had one fbi director fired for cause and it was malfeasance in the clinton administration right. I mean, it, but normally this doesn't happen i mean and right. so so the fact that like it, he just winds up with telling these stupid lies just because he doesn't know how the basic mechanisms of the government work. Right. Yeah. Now, so, you know what? I think um, <laughs> we need to get out of our distracted lives here and, and be engaged in the political process and write your congressman, say your prayers. Um, I don't know what else to do. But before you do that, stay distracted and tweet out this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and encourage your friends to subscribe on iTunes. And, and by the way, uh, we may, if Sean Spicer's without a job, we could let him be, if he, we could let him be our announcer. Oh, absolutely. 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 All right. Thank you and good day. You can see so much in me, so much in me that's new.